0: I'm really trying to not just recognize the
1: negative things I'm saying to myself and not say them, but actually learn to say new and different things, which absolutely feels completely strange
2: Yeah, because <laughs> it's new. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson,
1: and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more
0: connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
1: Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. We are glad you're here this week. We have been having a series on how we feel about our bodies, and I've loved these conversations. So if you have missed the last three episodes, go back and listen and catch up. We have talked about things like image and aging and accepting our bodies. And so this week, we want to talk about how to speak life to ourselves, because this is an area where we can very easily go to self-criticism. And so that's what we're tackling this week.
2: Yeah, so I am just going to pull a confession question out of the air, and it is this, what is a word of life that someone has
0: spoken over you? that you still remember. Yes. I feel like there's been so many things that have impacted me because like I'm a word girl. And so, and words of affirmation are huge, but um, I've had people just speak over the compassion and empathy or just the ability to see people. And when that, when people notice those kinds of things that are so important to you, like I must be doing okay, <laughs> you know. If this is what people can see, and I'm I'm doing better than I think.
2: Yeah,
1: I've had several younger women recently when I've been doing actually podcast interviews for other podcasts. Introduce me as this is Holly. She was a pioneer, like because <laughs> I launched this website that mm-hmm. was one of the first for Christian women, and I it, it's been interesting because I've said like Holly's really mentored me from afar and. It was it's just felt like those words have made me realize I've shifted into a new season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that I need to be aware of that. And our last episode was on aging. So listen to that if you haven't. But even thinking about how. I'm in a new season where, because I'm not in my early 30s anymore or my 20s, yeah. I have an opportunity to pour into people in different ways. That's awesome! And so that has been life giving to me because I didn't see it. I think sometimes when people speak things over you, mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, I didn't think of that," or "I didn't realize that," and then you can adjust accordingly. <laughs> Yeah. because you see something that you didn't before. So yeah. that's one thing that comes to mind.
2: Yeah, I love the word pioneer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Pioneer and mentor. Those yeah. are two really strong words, Holly. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. that has given me a new perspective. That's awesome. I carry pieces of a letter that my dad wrote years and years ago. I was probably 18 years old. Uh I was a new believer and I was the first pioneer of faith in my family. And I don't think at times they knew what to do with me, but my dad wrote a letter and he he just said, Susie, I I see your faith and I see what's happening in your heart. And, and I think it's a treasure. Mm -hmm. Now you have to understand this is the only letter my dad has ever written me. And it is also a letter that went through the washing machine. So I literally have pieces of it with his handwriting on it. And those words meant something because my family later came to faith. I felt very alone in that time. And my dad saw something in me that intrigued him. And he knew it was something of value. And so this man who says very few words and honestly is kind of a curmudgeon, <laughs> you know, and my my awesome curmudgeon. Um those words are still with me all these years later. And isn't that crazy? Yeah. That something that somebody writes or somebody says can have so much power. So that transitions us into kind of the words we speak over ourselves mm-hmm. and others.
1: Yeah. Why yeah. is it that there's such a disconnect? That we can receive words of life from other people, but it's so hard sometimes to speak them over ourselves.
0: Yeah. I just think that we've had this inner mean girl telling us lies for a majority of our life. And it until we kind of realize and single that out, I just think that that's been the norm. Like how many people do we compliment and they come back with, oh, but this is what's wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. Why it is, but I, I think that it's something that we have to unlearn. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, there's a verse,
0: you shared verses in some of the others yeah. and
2: uh in Ephesians four, two, and it says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And I can I can do that with somebody else. Yeah. But I honestly think that it's really meant for me to use for myself too. Yeah. And, and when I break that down, it says always be humble and gentle. And am I gentle with myself, with my words? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. It's hard to be. I was, I was actually thinking about this last night because I had a really busy day and I'd worked really hard to get some things done that had to be taken care of. And when I got done, I was like, Holly, you should have rested like you pushed too hard. And I thought back to last weekend when I did rest and I was saying, Holly, you should have been more productive. And I just thought I can never get it right for myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm resting, I should be more productive. If I'm productive, I'm not, you know, I'm being too Mm -hmm. hard on myself like. And I thought of how I've been seeing a lot of things about what makes secure relationships between two people. And one of the biggest is knowing that you can get it right for the mm. other person. And I apologized to myself. I was like, Holly, I'm sorry. I don't ever let you get it right for you. Like, mm. I have not been supportive of you. And I, I talk to myself like this sometimes, especially <laughs> lately. But yeah. I was like... I'm going to be supportive. Like you chose to do this because you felt like it was the best thing. It's what needed to get done. Mm -hmm. You don't work this way all the time. So I'm going to trust you and I'm going to support that decision. Good job getting that done. And like when I could say that instead of you should have, like my soul let out this sigh of relief, like, okay, okay. Like I'm okay. Things Mm -hmm. are good. I did, you know? And so I'm really trying to not just recognize the negative things i'm saying to myself and not say them but actually learn to say new and different things mm-hmm. which absolutely feels completely strange <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. cuz it's new um several years ago um i had this thought and it was around valentine's day and i was asked to teach about love and i was reading 1st corinthians 13 and i was like what if we loved ourselves this way. Mm -hmm. And so I just had this moment of like a better way to love ourselves by saying, I will be patient with myself, you know, you know, just different things and saying, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to keep her a record of wrongs against myself and just kind of went through that list and said, how can I do this better? And really like course, correct this inner negative dialogue in my head where I'm not enough. And that was a, pivotal moment for myself in my life where I'm like, I've got to keep doing this and teaching this because this is what we don't do. We can say, I, I'm going to not keep records of wrongs with others, but we have a long list of all the ways we fall short and so not healthy.
2: Yeah. If you struggle with any of this that we're talking about I want to share a gentle resource with you it's called Joykeeper six truths that change everything you thought you knew about joy and in this book we talk about you are becoming god knows who you're becoming and there's grace in that and it offers practical steps to help you accept embrace and work through it. Now, let's get back to our conversation. Well, this verse is it's really cool to me because the reason that Paul wrote this mm-hmm. is that he knew that this was conducive to an environment of vitality and growth
0: mm-hmm. within
2: this church. So, why he wrote it? Yeah. And not only did he say, be patient and be humble you know, with each other, be gentle. But he, he said this make allowances for each other's faults. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, of course I of course I make allowance for faults in others. But do I make allowance for faults in myself? Do I see myself as someone who is a work in progress? Mm-hmm. Or am I always focused on the finish line and how far I have to go? Do I ever stop and look back and say, God, look how far you've brought me. Look at what I've learned because of you. Um, and celebrate that. And then as he as he shows me, here, Susie, here's a an area where you can grow. And I don't know if that'll stop happening ever, because I do want to grow. But rather than beat myself up about that, be like, oh, Lord, (laughs) awesome. Look at how I'm going to get to grow in this area because you just pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think what I'm afraid of is letting myself off the hook Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I'm the boss of me. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not the boss of you. And so it's easier to say, oh, that's okay," Or, you know, speak encouragement or overlook faults. Cause I don't worry about you, Susie and Jennifer. Like, I don't think I can't let them off the hook Yeah. or they're going to just, you know, go crazy. (laughs) Like I never have that thought, but for some reason with myself, I have that thought. If I let myself off the hook, if I don't stay on myself about things, then like, I'm going to, I don't know what I think I'll do, but do y'all ever struggle with this? And if Mm -hmm. so, like, what do we do about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my question to you would be, as we're talking about speaking life, how would you speak life over yourself when that thought comes?
1: Yeah. I think part of it is learning to trust myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did not realize how little I trust myself. Like I've had to start saying to myself recently, I trust you. Like I trust you. You're not going to mess that up. Mm -hmm. Or if you do, it will be okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And so I think for me, that's a piece of it is even saying, OK, because I also we were always told, oh, you'll get prideful. You know, that's another thing. You got to watch out for that. And so I the other day was like, OK, I trust you to know if you're getting prideful, like we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. And why is pride okay? not OK? But insecurity totally is like that's a weird mm-hmm. situation to yeah but I think that's something we have to release. is like how do we manage ourselves well, but not from a place of fear or I have to control in a way that requires criticism,
2: yeah, so I think it's speaking the whole truth to ourselves, not just half you yeah. know. I was reading a story the other day in the Bible, and it was of two men running to tell David news. And, as they were running to him, one was running him to him with the motivation of "I just want to give him the good news that because I'm going to be applauded for this and then the other runner he was running to him to give him the whole truth, which is number one, you were victorious in war, but number two, you lost your son, really hard news, and which mm-hmm. which one did King David appreciate? He appreciated the man who ran to him with the whole truth, yeah. And I think that that's part of it, is that I always want to give the whole truth to myself, which is that I'm human, and there are areas where God is still working in me, and that's okay, because that's always going to be true. But it's also good to have that good news, too, which is to say, Suze, there was a time when—and we're talking to ourselves today, Holly, it's (laughs) But there was a time that this was absolutely a landmine area for you. And now it's not. You just walk right on by it. And you recognize it for what it is. And you say, mm, not for me. And you keep going because you're stronger in that area. And you've learned and you're courageous and brave. So it's it's having the whole truth that we share with ourselves. Yeah.
1: And there's a verse about how taking pride in our own work. So we always think pride is always a negative thing. We should never be prideful. But it actually says, you know, like we should work with our own hands so each one can take pride in our own work without comparing. Yeah. So I've also thought a lot about like toxic pride would be like self-talk where you're just like, I'm so much better than everybody else. I've got it all together. I don't need to change anything. You know, my problems are because everybody else needs to change. Like that's toxic pride. Yeah. Right. Because you're saying I'm better than it's in relationship to other people. But I think pride in is what you just expressed. Like, I'm growing. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I'm better at this than I was a year ago. I'm going to be even better tomorrow. I see God working in me. I see his image Mm -hmm. in me. These are the gifts he's given me that I can use other people. Like, it's focused on us. Mm -hmm. I think even the word in, pride in, Mm -hmm. it means like it's focused on us. And that is healthy. Like, I think we're designed by God to reflect his image when he created everything. And he said he looked over all he made and said, it's very good. Yeah. I think there's something in us that needs to do that as well.
2: Yeah. I see that as a celebration. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Even with our bodies, like this is our body series and we, you know, but even like, even with our bodies saying The body God made is good.
2: Mm -hmm. Like who I am even physically
1: is good.
2: Yeah. Years ago, uh, we talked about this on a More Than Small Talk episode, and I can't remember which episode, but I talked about the concept of a brag buddy. And that word brag, you know, has such a negative connotation. But actually, it's just a safe place to be able to celebrate. Mm. And uh, there are people in my life that I can call and say, man, this was a struggle for me. But look at what God's doing. And I'm so excited. Or here's an area where um, I never knew I could do this, but I'm getting to do it. And it brings me such joy. And I love that people are being reached because of it. And it those people, because they know me, they know I'm not like, look at what I'm doing. Look at who I am. That's, you know, that's not my heart. Yeah. But they're able to say, "Susie, today I'm going to be. We'll, we'll call it a celebration, buddy. Today I'm going to be your celebration buddy, and I'm going to see that good too, and we're going to celebrate. And that's speaking words of life over us, but it's also inviting others. Yeah. in good. What do you think, Jennifer?
0: Yeah, I was just uh, thinking about you know just taking in everything that we've we've said and discussed and um thinking about this moment that I had with the Lord I mean years ago I was had just miscarried and I went to this event at church and I was just struggling and I was in a bad place and I shouldn't have made myself go and I felt like the Lord just kind of spoke to my heart and said you're asking things of yourself that I'm not asking of you and it was like one of those moments where I just kind of relaxed and thought i am way too hard on myself I'm pushing myself and what I need to do is honor my body honor this moment and speak softly to myself and say you get to go home and you don't have to come back until you're ready to you know just say like you don't have to show up there's seasons where you need to rest or you need to do whatever but when you re-engage it will be good But just, you know, just speaking that life, it's okay for you to rest. It's okay for you to have a down moment. It's okay because all of that is part of what God is doing in our lives to heal and restore. And I want to be an aid to my healing, not like make it worse. And so when we talk horribly to ourselves and we can't celebrate the wins or we can't, you know, let ourselves off the hook or whatever it is, we're not honoring you know, the life that God has given us, or it's not, we're not saying, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're just saying, I fear all of this in the way that I was made. Right. And so I I think that that's why this conversation is so important and just speaking life and making that your habit.
2: Yeah. Well, and what I love about this conversation too, is that we also want to speak life over others. And uh, knowing what that looks like can be really important, too. Years ago, when I um, worked at Proverbs 31, which has only been three years now, but we did the task where we found out what our you know love language was in the workplace. And what I found out is that words of affirmation for me were a flat last place. And so when somebody would come up and say, Susie, you're such a hard worker. You're a team player, da, da, da. It was nice. <laughs> it was nice that they said that. Did it fill the bucket? It didn't. Um, and so what I discovered is that for me, if somebody came up, gave me a hug and said, hey, good job, Suze. Love you. So glad you're a part of the team. It just filled me up. Mm. And so knowing what fills each other up, but also what fills us up mm. is important too. Yeah. And I wonder, Suze,
1: if one reason words is last for you is because you are able to give them to yourself. Probably. Like I've really been wrestling through like my need for approval from other people and realizing part of the reason is because I'm not able to say those things to myself, I'm learning. Mm. And it does feel like the more I learn to talk to myself with kindness, the less I'm searching outwardly for mm. other people to do that. Yeah. And so that's been interesting, too, to say like, oh, sometimes really maybe when I what I'm looking what I'm looking to other people for is actually what I want to be able to say to myself. Mm. Yeah. And so in that case, it's a gift if I can say it to myself, Mm -hmm. because then I can operate out of a place with a fuller cup to serve others because then I'm showing up not so that at the end they'll be like, good job. You're amazing, you know, (laughs) Um, but that I've already been able to do a lot of that work. I think we all need some of that, but I've been able to do a lot of that work inside first. Sure. So that I can show up fuller for yeah. other people.
2: Yeah. So. Well, and and I remember in that same meeting, because it was a team of us working together and somebody else saying, oh, Susie, that's, you know, get ready for the hugs. I'm <laughs> going to give them to you. But I, you keep the words coming to me because mm-hmm. I need them. Mm-hmm. Because for whatever reason, yeah. I need to hear that I'm doing a good job. And so it, it alerted me to the fact that these were words of life to her mm. and that, um, and, and I made a point of that, you know, I see you, I see what you're doing, man, that was great. Specifically what you did last week yeah. made such a difference.
1: Yeah. You know. And I mean, you know, when my GPS is like, you have arrived, I like feel a warm glow. So like, <laughs> you know, I'm just always going to be a words, you know, person, yeah. <laughs>
2: So it's good. So, you know, just wrapping this up, like, what do you think is one thing that can help us as we go out into the world today?
0: I think pay attention to the words that you're saying in your head and course correct then. Yeah. You know, like make it a habit of saying, no, I don't do that anymore.
2: I can speak that
0: over myself. Only life. And a
1: simple way I've been doing that, I feel like maybe I shared this before. So if I did, sorry, but I think it's worth repeating is I will now say, we don't talk to people that way. Say you're sorry. And I, <laughs> I got that from my daughter because she says it to my five-year-old granddaughter. She'll yeah. just very gently say, it's usually something with her brother, which is understandable and likely provoked, but um, she'll just gently say, we don't talk to people that way. Say you're sorry. Yeah. And so I'll say that to myself, and then I'll re-say it in a kinder mm-hmm. way, like "I can't believe you did that." Yeah, because that was really hard. Yeah, and I know you wish it had gone differently. Let's think about what we can do next time.
2: That's really good. And
1: so oh. that has been a simple little phrase that has been helpful for me to start using. Yeah, <laughs> I love it.
2: I, I think for me is I just want to remember to be gentle. There are going to be times when I do need to course correct. And to be gentle with myself, to allow for the truth that I am a work in progress, but that if I'm gentle, it gives me the opportunity
0: to thrive and grow. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.